What's going on, everybody? You are listening to the Playing On Podcast. My name is Carl Markowski, and thank you for joining me. It's the weather, man. It's starting to turn. We are getting into fall for show. It's happening. Sweater weather. I love it, man. Especially here in the Midwest. You got to love it. Playing paintball, and it's great. I mean, the the mornings become a little chilly, but I'm not going to complain. Um, it's nice. It's just a nice time and, uh, I wish it lasted longer, but, uh, that's fall in the Midwest for you. But, um, yeah, hope everybody's getting out there. Hope everybody's playing some, uh, some paintball splats. I know there's a, an event coming up this weekend. Uh, there are just things happening all over the place. I think it's a national event, the NXL, I would say, but, um, it's good to see everybody, you know, getting into the grind, getting it done, and uh, and really going to town. And just a lot of paintball being played, man, all over the place. And it's great to see, and the you know the events and the leagues and all kinds of things. I say leagues because I feel like everybody's talking about opening the league. So it's cool to see people actually making it happen. And uh, you know, I, I'm I'm really excuse me, I'm really excited to see kind of where it goes and where the future of paintball is, man. It's, you know, it's every two to three years. It's, you know, it's all evolving. It's ever, uh, revolving and just that's paintball. That's life. But, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see where paintball is. Maybe there'll be like professional scenario events. Who knows what's going on? I think that there might be, I mean, are scenario like games considered professional events or those, I don't know. What do you think? Um, all right, let's get to some reads. Let's, uh, start with numero uno. That is charm city paintball. And, uh, Mike has been truly just overcoming all odds. I say. With, uh, with the market out there now the way it is, I think some of the most high-quality uh, work comes out of his shop and his fingers himself. And uh, they're made right here in the USA. And it's cool, man. You guys, you, you have to... I know you guys seen the logo before at events and you've heard of... Uh, you heard me talk about it. And I'm sure you've somewhere, some field, some players all over the place have these headbands and or head wraps and uh, I can guarantee you that the quality is top-notch bar none and he just does an amazing job of making sure that the the fabric is amazing not only to the touch but it just it really lasts and you you feel it when you tie it on the back of your head and uh, it's cool man he, he does awesome just sewing in general along with he does custom dye work that he's working on right now so if you go to his facebook or his instagram he's always posting uh all his new products up from headbands like i said to head wraps he's got some sweet ones up there right now um that i like it i like the little kind of like pointiness going on the uh man that teal and black and white that's like flow bands flow bands so make sure you check him out 
if you're in the searching for a, uh, a head wrap or a headband, go ahead and give Mike a, uh, a quick shout out and let him know that Carl from the Playing On Podcast sent you over there. Thank you, Charm City. We are also brought to you by Melavio CBD. Hey guys, I've been using CBD for a few years now, and I can tell you that I wouldn't be able to play like the way I do or move around if it wasn't for these products, uh, especially the salve that I use on all of my joints and knees. Um, it should almost be outlawed how good this stuff is, man. It's insane. I, uh, you know, with everyone getting older and just the the game getting more and more intense, it's only a matter of time before everybody starts feeling it. And I can tell you that uh, this CBD brand has been helping me out since uh, the ever since we really met. Uh, we've just we've hit it off and we supported each other. And I, I love it because the product is amazing. And I'm so proud to be able to support a company like this and get their name out there. Um, but it's not hard because their product pretty much does it for itself. Um, it's just a, an amazing, uh, you know, CBD brand, but also just everything that they stand for. Yes, they are CBD, but they're involved in paintball tournaments and, and sponsoring teams and all that. So it is one and the same, man. You support Melavio, you support paintball. So make sure you get out there. Check out their website. That's Melavio, M-E-L-L-O-V-E-O.com. And check out all of their amazing, amazing stock stack and if you use the promo code capital tpop you will get 10 percent off no 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 not 10 15 percent off your entire cart so head over there check it out put some things in that cart in the right hand corner and uh and let me know what you think and let them know what you think so thank you to melavio we are also brought to you by 10bps.com this is a rental I'm sorry, I smashed my hand into the mic. Uh, this is a, I'm so, I, when I talk, I move my hands all over the place. So you guys don't, I don't have video, but I'm like, I should record this. But my eyes, I'm never looking at the screen. I'm always like all over the place. Anyway, uh, 10bps.com. They are a marker and whole setup really system. Um, mostly marker based uh, with loader and tank and barrel, obviously. But... Uh, what they have been trying to do here is really kind of incorporate a tournament uh, curiosity from maybe rec ball players or people who are kind of dabbling in this side or even into some uh, some uh, newer tournament style players who cannot quite afford some of the newer stuff, but they see a lot of the guys shooting it, a lot of the high-end stuff. This gives them an opportunity not only to see what it's like to be able to kind of use this equipment and uh, see what it feels like and, and see the difference. It also lets them, if they are in the market, it lets them kind of maybe make their judgment a little better to be able to actually shoot this. And it doesn't cost anything. Um, and I know you guys are out there, well, you know, my buddy's got this and he has, uh, he lets me shoot everything. But the thing, here's the thing. Here's the thing, is that your buddy isn't going to let you shoot his marker that he loves to shoot and he just gets, you know, G's on every time. 
uh, he's not going to let you use that the whole day. And I feel like you have to have a weekend or a whole day of like just paintball filled goodness to really be able to kind of get to know the marker um, and just kind of see how it reacts to you, how you react to it. And it's like, this is all me though. This is how I would want to do it. Uh, this would be a kind of a great way to, to see this side. You know, some people can just pick up anything and just go starch, you know, anybody out there. But me, I need a little bit more foreplay before I get down. So, <laughs> so um, yes, so th this is kind of that way and that, that um, kind of pathway to the higher end uh, side. But also, it's not all just high end markers. Uh, they have some 170s in there, some Emacs. So it's kind of just a, it's a traveling rental system uh, for multiple fields. And there, you actually have a chance to become a rentor. I'm sorry, a rentee. No, a rentor. Oh, my gosh. I can't even think. Um, somebody who rents their equipment out. You could become one of those people. And I'm not. Probably so many people are yelling at me. It's this dummy. Um, but you can actually uh, sign up and you at your local field can, you know, rent your stuff out if you'd like. And then you kind of help out the community and help out the, uh, the local players there uh, if you want to. If you have some extra gear to loan that's probably just sitting around not doing anything, make some money from it and, uh, you know, make some kids happy. See some smiles on some kids' faces who just get, you know, torched down and they want to see what it's like to kind of rope a dope so make sure you head over to 10bps.com and you can learn how it works ask any questions and see what happens tell us what you think this is a kind of a newer thing and and you know it's it's great to get feedback and you don't really know until you try and we're that's what we're trying to do so uh let us know what you think and give her give her a go thank you to 10bps um reads 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 and that's it that's our reads so thank you to all of our sponsors so much i know that was kind of lengthy i apologize i haven't really been uh in the podcast like mood um just things have been happening and you know just you gotta find it it doesn't feel i gotta feel it man and i just hadn't i hadn't felt it um even though it was like kind of there right after uh, ICC, but it was like that was a you know a big event for me and everything. It's not, it, but it sounds like like I've done all these. I don't know. It was just there's there's been a lot of stuff. So you, I apologize for the gap in podcast. I will work harder at uh, getting you guys some awesome content from some amazing people uh, in the sport. And uh, yeah, we're gonna get right back to it. So speaking of amazing people, uh, that my next guest has been chalking it up on the uh, 10-man field lately with brimstone smoke and he's been killing it man he's a, a local kid from around here who has been uh, playing pretty much almost as long as I have and um, you know we talk a lot we talk about a tip effect we talk about you know the the regions and around here that used to be the future the you know the now of what's happening in paintball and it was it was an absolute pleasure to sit down and talk to him about it and kind of pick his brain and uh it's one of those things where it's like you know i've been 
you know, friends with uh, Todd for a while, but then we had this conversation and it was, you know, it just, it's great. It's great to be able to dive in and have these conversations and this, uh, this information transfer, this information like barter system, this uh, crazy dance that we do uh, whenever we have these conversations. And it was really cool to have one with him and uh, kind of just see where he's coming from. And I know there's people out there who, you know, they have acquaintances, but they don't know their whole story. And it's just, it's, it's just cool to be able to sit down with some of my friends like this and get to know even know more about them and how they think and work and just uh, live life. It's, it was awesome. So uh, without further ado, here is the podcast with Todd Brown. This is awesome. I love it. Happy to be here. Yeah, thank you. Feel um, professional. It's. <laughs> I don't know. It's this. Uh, it, it's been a cool little thing to like, kind of create this. I've been I've been slacking a little bit lately. I got to jump back on, but um, it's no, it's been fun, man. This has been like a whole fun little kind of journey to see like where it goes, and um, here we are, like a hundred and. Yeah, twenty some ep- episodes later. Or something? Unreal, dude. I've listened to probably I'd say half of them. I was on I was on a job in Fremont. We were building a factory, and I was just doing rebar by myself for like a while. And yeah. that's like right when I got I started talking to you about the podcast and got it on Spotify and started listening. It was mm-hmm. I literally listened to it every day for eight hours during the week and. I can't remember where I'm at right now. I'm sorry you had to, to listen to my voice. No, dude. And you always said that in the podcast. Yeah. You didn't like It's like, dude, you sound great on the podcast. And yeah, no, they all of them were great. It was funny listening to that many that quick because I kind of heard you progressing in the podcast as well yeah. with like the sponsors at the beginning. And <laughs> I'm just saying, though, like it was cool kind of listening to it in like order, I guess. Yeah, it was. I, I could definitely tell that it was. Um, it had this like huge hill, you know, and I don't want to say that it plateaued, but like, I feel like my, my comfortability just kind of like not feeling so under pressure when I'm doing it, knowing that people are going to listen, whether it be one or a hundred or whatever. Um, if anybody was just listening, I, I I would know that. And I just be like, I want to, I want to be able to put something out that I would, would want to listen to that I'd be interested in. And that's what I try. And I, I try not to like dump too much paintball and have it be just paintball all the time because I feel like there there's more to it, right? And I, mean, I think not all of us do it all the time. So I think a good balance is talking about just life in general and yeah, um, you know, in you know, basic things to where you can kind of have conversations with people oh, yeah. and you get a really good understanding now. Because I don't know how many guys that I've known throughout the years to where I'm like. I have a good idea who this guy is, but at the same time, I've only seen him like, you know, especially if he's not a teammate, like only five, six times yeah, a just year at events. and then just like small, small yeah. random conversations. And then when you kind of, um, get into like an hour, hour and a half, two hour conversation with somebody, I feel like you have a pretty good understanding of like their mindset, their thought process, their, their thinking abilities. Yeah. And, um, and it's it's really cool to kind of see that and and be more conscious maybe of it now. Oh yeah, for me it was like seeing 
listening to all the pros that are on, because I know you've interviewed other people like Schulte and those guys too. Mm -hmm. But like for me, listening to the pros, it's like I know everything about their paintball life. But it was cool to hear about what they actually did, like before paintball or outside of paintball, mm -hmm. you know, just their jobs or how they grew up. And that was what was cool for me is just getting like the background on what they, you know, because all we see is them at events and watching the videos of them play. But it's like, yeah. I wonder what he does for a job or where does he actually live? Do they, does they, do they all live in California or are they just there for paintball? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Or... Cause we all know paintball is a struggle, right? And we yeah. all know, we all have that in common already that like, that's why people listen and, 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 and have that kind of similar, you know, idea of paintball. But then once you start kind of understanding other people's uh, struggle to the game yeah. and the struggle and, and the game, the struggle of the game itself on other people and how it affects other people and and kind of the direction that people took. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, because how many guys do we know that were really good that, like, just somehow didn't didn't make it, didn't go didn't go pro or didn't, um, like, Shady. Yeah. I thought Shady was nasty, dude. Yeah. And he oh, was yeah. fast. Yeah. He's faster than me. Yeah. And uh, I was – I always admired Shady uh, – and how he played, but I think he just he he got to a point in regular life. Yeah. Oh yeah. To where he was at a crossroads, and it's and I think that's why we're interested in the story in the podcast. It's in in, in somebody's uh, kind of life is because okay we we share this idea of paintball, but then well why didn't that guy go pro? Oh man. Yeah. Oh man, because that happened. That's crazy. Yeah. Life happens. Yeah. I always I always remember uh, Brandon Mayo in uh, Serial Killers 2. And he always, because I loved Brandon Mayo. Yeah. His style. You know, I mean, I could pick him out out of a million dudes in their paintball game. Very Midwest style. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, he says life took over. You know, it's like, I like playing paintball, I think he says, but I really like making money and yeah. paintball don't pay the bills. So, and it's just like, he was an amazing player. Like skill had nothing to do with it. I don't yeah. think Trey. You know, it was just life takes over once you get to that age, and yeah. it's sad because like players like that, if he would still be around now, like with what they have going on, completely different than X Ball, and I think he played MPPL back then. Mm -hmm. Like oh, yeah. it would be crazy to watch him now. Yeah, dude, Mayo Mayo's a beast for yeah. sure. And then having having him till Jack. Yep. Roger Hen, Adam Geis. I mean, there's all these guys who were just at their prime at the time. Oh, yeah. Eric Westberg. Well, he was before me. Oh, really? Yeah, he was That Avalanche me. team was unreal. So that Avalanche team was actually Farside. Yeah. yeah. So I when when I came in, all those guys, all those guys were gone. The only guys that were left were Brock, yep. Brandon. Uh, I, think, I think Danny was on there. I don't know with the far side guys or not uh, man, I don't remember. but I don't, I don't remember he went to dynasty then shortly after that wasn't that when he played for dynasty no because i thought was it was way back when so i believe danny played for dynasty in 05 and 06 i want to say and then played for avalanche right because that was 07 that year right well he even might have went to infamous because I think he went to Infamous for... Uh, um, Man, I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, because I played with him. He was on uh, Infamous and for a very short period of time. 
and then he went somewhere else. And then that's when I stopped playing. Not that long after Infamous, after Avalanche. Um, and then, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. See, this stuff so he, was so way back when. Man. It is now. It's getting to that point where it's like. He's still playing too, Danny Tilljack. I'm pretty yeah. sure he was at. I don't remember if it was the last ICC, but I think last year, the uh, well, no, it would have been last year before COVID. The last one 19. I played. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was there. At least I thought I saw him. He's a big dude. He is a big dude. Yeah. So I think he's still playing. That's what's cool about the class events, like seeing John Richardson walking around. Yeah, right? Like it's like holy shit, you know. Mm-hmm. I want to be that fanboy. Like, will you sign my hat, bro? You know, dude, the I, snake. I still, I still am like that in my head. Like I, I might not like project it on because they're my friends and everything now. So, but I'm still like, dude. There's times like, for example, um, the fucking All Star game, dude. Oh yeah. I literally like was on the field and I'm looking around and I'm like, this isn't like how. Why am I here? This is so fucking weird because I see all these guys who just were were game changers and who were like just the cream of the crop. You know, um, but you had that. Well, see, you don't see it that way because you're not big headed or anything like that. But like me being the fan, seeing it from the outside, you had that style and stuff that no one had. You may have not been this like the best p- snake player or one specific, but like you had this type of play that like nobody else had. You would be out in the middle of nowhere, not even playing bunkers, surviving, getting three kills, and then coming off the field. Like you always knew. When the microwave was on the field. I'm just saying, like, see, you don't see it that way. But, like, yeah. me watching it from the outside, it's like you kind of were uh, the cream. Like, especially that that gold, what I call the golden years of X-Ball. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like you made a huge name. Just yeah. your speed, your style, and just how aggressive you were. And then your awesome interviews, of course. Back then, you had <laughs> a few terrible. good ones. <laughs> it was <laughs> it's so Because bad. of the... The board and the trigger, and I forget what that was even on. That was for um, hater board. I think it was for a hater board, but it was actually for the board that was in the Halo. The, oh, the okay. Halo board. So I forget what it was even. I called. remember seeing it. I've not seen that video in a long time, but it came up on something. Maybe it was on a short bus or something. But I remember them them flashing back. You had your black hair (laughs) and the shell necklace. And you were describing something about the gun. And it was just like, what are you talking about? Dude, I I go back and I I watched a few interviews where, like, Maddie back then was doing, like, there was, like, a PB star or something. Or, like, interview. There was was another one. And I kept, like, (laughs) I kept, like touching my face and crossing my arms and like not really making sense like what am i talking about dude my nerves you know i don't think a lot of people talk about it uh, enough because we talk about how this game is like is so mental right it's oh, like yeah. you have to be so mentally strong and and, and there is v- a lot of validity to that there you know it's a very valid statement that paintball or anything anything physical where you actually have to take a step or do anything really it's you're thinking before you're you're acting. Oh yeah, right? I, it's just how it is. Um, so, but but thinking about it, it's like um, I lost my train of thought. But <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done that. Your bad interview skills. That's what you were <laughs> talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, I do this. I forget what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> you were young though. I mean, that was that was the one I'm talking about. I think you were on excessive. Yeah. 
I think, I mean, it was a long time ago. I don't know. Oh, right I, when you first made it on. Yeah, but I, I was talking to, like, my nerves and everything. And, there you go. And I got you back. I got right? you back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, uh, that is something very, very hard to overcome. Um, and I'm just saying this because I was, like, one who went through it a lot. I mean, I let my, my head and my, not my head, I let my emotions and my desire to be the best that I can be not not the best in the world but they be, yeah. be the very get and extract the most amount of productivity out of my body uh, and out of my head my brain to be um, a, an overwhelming asset for whatever team I play for like that was my mindset just be be the best you can be right sounds like a fucking military, yeah, military. <laughs> but um you know, and, and that a lot of the time, if I wasn't doing well because of my immaturity, because of my uh, my lack of experience on the field and the lack of, of situational um, experience, that really hit hard for me. It was a hard fucking thing to like overcome, especially if you get shot off the break two times in a row. Oh, yeah. Once, ah, fuck, you got me. Yeah. Twice, dude, I was fucked yeah i would and it would and, and it's weird because you think about it and it's like it's only two times it's only two times like you have a 50 50 shot i feel running you know normally yeah totally agree. to the spots that i would go to it was like 50 50 shot right? totally agree so so even getting shot two times in a row is still good because the guy who might have shot the lane before it might be a different guy shooting this lane. So that was his 50% shot yep. of shooting me. I just happened to play again. Or, you know, like any amount of scenarios in your brain. But um, I, I would fucking lose it. And it would really, really fuck with me. And it would take too many more points. If that's a sentence. Yeah. It would, it would take too many, more, too many more to kind of like jump back in. Oh, yeah. And, and, and find that horse, right? And just fucking find the timing. Um, and the difference between the, the, the divisional players and the pros is that, that distance, that thinking slot time shrinks and that, that comeback time and that realization, um, there's a lot less of that happening for longer distances for longer amounts of time. Right. So it's like, um, depending on, on who you are, but at the top, dude, there's guys, it's like, that point's over. I can completely focus on this one. Yeah. I can even get guys focused on this one, and I can be ready to go along with my teammates. You know. Oh, I totally understand. And totally and, understand. And yeah, back then I was I was just I was so ignorant to uh, the higher spectrum and everything that it just fucking took me out, man. And I I let it eat at me for a long time. And that's but now I have that perspective like and if i was playing still you know i'd have that perspective but it's like i have the perspective of it's fucking paintball man just let it go it's fucking paintball yeah recognize when you're fucking up recognize Mm -hmm. because you know it the 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 most the person who should know it already does right and and coaches what they do is they manage those minds yeah really well but because you have guys on the team who are like who need a fuck you, dude. What the fuck are you doing? Get the you know, get off your ass. Yeah. And then you have guys where you can look at them and go, they know, and they know. <laughs> yeah. That's Bruno and I's relationship was a lot like that, where he would look at me to do the, yeah, 
Quit getting shot, Carl. (laughs) (laughs) All right, dude. Exactly. Um, You know, obviously I'll have, I I had some like spurts here and there where I would spike a loader. Yeah. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. Um, But it was, you know, it didn't affect me as as often as it did back then and uh, definitely not as often now. But uh, it's just, dude, it's passionate game. It's a passionate game. And it's, it's something that, especially at the top end, I just, I don't like making mistakes at the top end because it's, that's where I live. I love I love that fucking the windows are minuscule and like the timing has to be almost perfect and and I I, I love living in that fucking attic. Oh yeah. Of just monsters. Yeah. You know. It's Tyler Michaud, his passion. <laughs> I remember that in one of the videos, him just smashing his loader and throwing his gun down. You know. And yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't throw a gun. I wouldn't recommend doing that. Yeah, well, he's on Dynasty. I'm sure he had another <laughs> one in his bag. It was I like, a shocker. I like my guns too much, though. Oh, like, yeah. Like a loader, I will fucking punt a loader oh, yeah. across. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, like, they're supposed... That should last. That should work when it fucking hits the ground. <laughs> yeah. That should work. Yeah. But, I mean, what guns do, they gotta be... You gotta massage them, man. You gotta massage them in, and they gotta be... At least for me. It's gotta be fucking butter in the palms man. oh yeah yeah i was used to shooting the same gun for so long bro i shot an an 09 ego for like <laughs> eight years it seemed like and then i shot it when i came back and started playing again oh really that's what i was using was an ego 9 so that was that was 2018 i think wow. 17 18 that's when i just started playing again one of my friends uh evan dreen name dropped there <laughs> for uh i played with him in flint at uh crew yeah and he texted me he's like hey we're getting this team together it was level seven dragon masters oh shit you know with steve casella and those guys and yeah. and uh he's like do you want to play on this team you know i know you haven't been playing and it's like yeah i guess this is my time let's make the comeback and then <laughs> i haven't stopped since you know and yeah now i'm playing for the smoke wagon so (laughs) it's been amazing it's insane yeah Yeah. i was uh i was stoked when i heard that you were going to be playing for for those guys oh yeah i mean it was unreal i i I love playing for them i don't think i'm gonna make chicago oh really yeah oh bro yeah i know i i dude i know uh, but i just i don't think i'm gonna be able to make it damn which sucks oh i'd love to we're playing for the rings i know the rings i know Dub rings. <laughs> yeah, it's dude. It's so fun. I love those guys. It's cool. That that whole atmosphere <laughs> is 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 awesome. Like, there's a decent amount of individual pressure. Yeah. Oh yeah. To fucking play like, like to play good. Because, there's so many good players right. on that team, and there's so many teams that are throw together that are like, you gotta fucking make work. It's kind of oh, like yeah. that. You know what I mean? So it's like a it's a very much a, like a fucking weekend thing. Yeah. That's that's what it has that feel. Once the horn starts, you're fucking, you're playing paintball. Oh, yeah. Right? But then afterwards, uh, it's just like, I was bullshitting probably too much because uh, I missed a game or two. <laughs> I was just, I kept seeing people and I was like, oh, my God, man. It was, it was cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was awesome. Playing, showing up to ICC with Smoke this year was just... I'll never forget that feeling. I literally felt like a professional paintball player for the first time. Like, I've wanted that for so long. Like, showing up to the hotel with you, too. You know what I mean? Because we were there together. So, like, I'm just walking in with Carl, you know. And, uh, you know, we go up to the room, and it's just, like, all the gear. And 
here's your gun, here's your barrel. Oh, that's right, you did get it there, I got too. all my stuff, yeah, I got my jersey, and they're like, yeah, here's an Eclipse shirt, wear this at the event, you know? I was like, <laughs> hell yeah, this is badass, you know? And then yeah. Cody Schmick, Marky Ireland, mm-hmm. like, I mean, just unreal. I mean, Danny Manning, just that guy by himself, like, being, talking to him and hearing mm-hmm. the stories and... The stories are insane, bro. Unreal. I mean, he's got the best job in the world. <laughs> unreal that's crazy i mean i we listened to stories for what just a couple hours that night and i think i was in shock of everyone i mean just (laughs) everyone had a different turn and everyone involved an animal yeah everyone (laughs) involved hunting and tracking some type of wild beast like not just like deer hunting we're talking like black bear and yeah no unreal yeah and then anthony call and Mm -hmm. and uh scotty branham from tipping effect you know i remember watching him because he was one of the rhythm guys when Tipman, you know, went to New York or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, that's where it all started for me was Tipman Effect, just following everything about him. So I remember Scotty, like, well, what, way what, back. Let's get into that, too, because I don't mean, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, no. Um, but let's, I want to get into that, because what was so attractive to you about Tipman Effect? All right, well, let's see. So it all started on my birthday, just like everybody else's store. It was the first <laughs> time I played paintball. But my first time playing paintball was indoor, playing, not X-ball, but speedball. You know, X-ball was just coming out back then. This was 2002, maybe. And uh, That's around when I was just getting into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So being new and bit by the bug right away, and then seeing all Tipman Effect guys was basically, and, you know, Colby from Bad Company, but mm-hmm. mostly talking to, like, you, Jason Flores teaching me things, mm-hmm. you know, just like... I didn't even know what the fuck I was doing. Well, to me, though, yeah. you guys were professionals already, mm-hmm. you know, and it would just be, like, casual. We're just playing for fun, and, like, Shady would come up and be like, hey, when you're running to the corner, why would you shoot inside once you got there? And it's like, well, I don't know. That's just what I did. Okay, listen, when you get to the corner, shoot outside because that other guy may overrun it, and your mm-hmm. balls are already there. And it's yeah. like, oh... All right, yeah. The basics. Yeah, and that just stuck with me. And seeing the Tipman Effect guys and just using the Tipmans over what everybody else was using, I felt like was the underdog thing and, like, this cool, like, this dirty Midwest thing or Mm. something. You know what I mean? Like, we're out here with Tipmans, bro, you know? Like, people are shooting angels. Like, man, fuck angels, bro. (laughs) Have you seen this Tipman? It's got a Matrix board in it that we we drilled into it. You know what I mean? Like, Uh just... You had the LT Tigra, I mean, just like spray painted guns. Yeah, and, yeah, I got it still over there. I mean, it was just the jerseys, just everybody having like a different type of jersey, you know, like your own individual. You had the microwave on the back, microwave Markowski, you know, <laughs> and then and then uh, Josh Menor. I have his from back then. He had the game over mushroom from mm-hmm. Mario Brothers, like just that style I thought was so cool. And I was just addicted right away. And yeah. like I said, you guys were so cool. You know, that, that year, I can't think of everybody. I hate to not get everybody. But like, Drew Lutz. I don't think Cody Sether was on effect, but I'll just say him anyways because <laughs> he was always there. Yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah, Shout definitely Jason. Yeah, Jason, Cody. Oh, Corey Rogie. I don't know how I would have forgot him. Danny D. Danny D. Uh, another one I don't think was on the team, but um, Brad Hawka. Mm-hmm. He was there all the time. It's part of the group. The group, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That Tipman or uh, Toledo Indoor group. It was just like you guys were so cool, and yeah, I was addicted right away. And I started playing. I played 
uh, paintball like twice, and then I f like was shady. He took me out, and then I played at the indoor. I don't know if I played. I don't know if I played or I applied for a job first. Oh. Um, but then that was my that was yeah. my first job. In I was in uh, I was in high school. That's awesome. And that's, that's awesome. That was my first job. I was being a paintball ref, dude. That's and so we awesome. took we took refing serious. Oh yeah. We took refing like fucking. Well, most of the time. I do remember Jason shooting me from under the net. One well, no, time. no, 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 no. I'm, I'm <laughs> saying like oh, like when when our crew got asked to ref. Oh, um, events you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was yep. like IAO. Yeah, like, we were like we were the and I remember. I could be wrong because fucking memory sucks, dick. But um, I swear we were like we were acknowledged by a lot of teams saying we are the best ref field. Oh, I bet. Like I bet because we we made it like we were playing like just the way we intently watch people and just kind of like it was I don't know it was fun. Yeah. Well, you guys. You guys were all better than everybody else in a way because you had more strategy to it because it wasn't the firepower that everybody else had. It's like, I've got one ball to make count. You know, that's like why you still play with three pods or four pods. Yeah. Everybody else taking out And still shoot that 20. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got other snake players going out there with like eight pods. It's just like, well, you can get it, do the same exact job with three pods and come mm -hmm. off with two of them still you know what i yeah. mean like yeah i think it's i think it's skewed though i think a lot of people um look at like shooting and controlling a must right I, like i agree like control, i guess it's different for con, position right positionally but even I, I even see guys going up the middle with fucking uh four or five in the straps and all their loops full yeah like what are you doing? Yeah. Even when the wall was introduced. Oh, God. I, I, saw, I saw people do that, too. I'm like, you're hardly going to be shooting at people. And then once you, it happens, somebody's going to come get you. Yeah. The game shouldn't be that long anyways. Exactly. The next ball. You either shoot two guys and run up the middle of the field, or you miss your fucking shot, and they call it out, and you get ran down. Yeah. I, I could never be one of those guys, ever. It was gnarly. It's too much pain. I, I barely like running with four pods. They just, it, I just don't like it. Yeah. I can't imagine having like those back guys that have 10, 12 pods on them mm -hmm. and just running with that. I just can't imagine. I would, I, I would never do that. Well, you imagine running with that because that's what you do. Yeah. Right? You well, I guess run. they don't run. Yeah. It's like they're, they're more or less get to those, you know, those ones and two spots. And yeah. Like, you know, and they, yeah. So it's all by position. I'm, I'm used Unless to. Unless you go to a corner or something like that. Yeah. Understandable. But you're also at a higher risk of getting shot at the break because you're a bigger fucking target. Yeah. With all those pods. Yeah, well, and being in the snake, too, I would be nervous at sticking up, and that's just, like, too much on my back, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like when uh, I used to wear that fucking... Oh, yeah, the squeegee. The yeah. straight shot. The straight shot. Yep. I used to fucking stick up, and it was like yep. a little fucking here I am yep. as I'm going down. <laughs> that was style, though. Everybody did that back then. I had one. Yeah, dude. It was uh, It was a cool time. Like, I feel like I feel like the swag is kind of... It's gone. It's these kids wear tight pants, and I don't, I just, I don't want to hate on the HK thing, but I'm just not a fan, and now everybody else is following it's, it, it's just... It's all preference. It's just like... It's all preference. When I came back into this, like I said, in 17 or 18, whatever that was, and like, I had to like, get my first gear package, because I got onto, so the year after, playing for L7, we, uh, I started playing for Action. Detroit Action, yeah. which is a great field. Everybody go play at Detroit Action. Uh, but
but I had to buy an HK gear package and I'm looking at, I think they were the free line pants and I'm looking at like my options. I'm like, these are like skinny jeans now. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, I'm used to like the empire, like super baggy pants or like yeah. the big JT pants and even like the jerseys and everything. And I don't know. It's just not the same anymore. Yeah. It, everything is definitely shrank down, but you can't I, cut your mask. Like, yeah. come on. Well, that is so stupid. That, that that's, ins- that's like an insurance. That's like a liability. But still, thing. when did everybody, you know what I mean? How many people wearing a grills that cut that little earpiece off lost their hearing? Or how many guys that soft eared their profilers got shot in the neck and died or something? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. like, that was just cool scene. Like, that was Danny Childrak. I remember that right away. Seeing, I think he might have been the first one I saw do that. Yeah. The soft ears on the profile. I did that right away then. Mm-hmm. Right away. And I still have one now. The last profiler I bought, I cut it up and <laughs> put the soft ears on it just to be that way again. But Yeah. The grills look nasty when they were cut. Yeah. I all they all mine are cut. Sweet. I've never been called out on it. All mine are cut. I, dude, can you believe that that goggle has stayed the same? Yeah. Since I mean, like, since like 07. Yeah. They're an awesome looking goggle. I've I've always worn. They're V4s. all right. Like they're no. not. They're not the best looking goggle. I think they're pretty good. <laughs> I've dude. I've always worn V fours. Well, always. Well, I'm saying a. I'm saying a grill. A profiler. I I'd like. I don't mind the profiler. Grills look better in the profiler. One hundred percent. You don't think so? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel the, like the grills reminds me of the game face skull. Which was absolutely badass mask. You remember the skull? Yeah. Detroit Thunder. It was like a. F- it was like a flat. Yeah, it kind of like rolled out. Looked like a hard strange warm. Yeah. Were Dude. they made by Scott? You said. Uh, Game Face. Which I don't know who made Game Face. But yeah. that's who made yeah, it. Who made Game Face? I don't know. They had an impulse. Game Face impulse. I don't know what else they had. Dude, where the hell did they come from? Game face? Yeah, yeah. I remember. Did you, How many times I'll, can we say game face in the next like Game <laughs> face. <laughs> I don't I don't remember. I a lot of teams warm though. Yeah. Detroit Strange wore them. Detroit Thunder wore them. No, I guess not a lot of teams. Two teams. <laughs> two teams wore them. But those are Midwest teams, so I saw them all the <laughs> yeah, time. It go. seemed like everybody was wearing them. Yeah, I remember. Did you know? Which ones did not look that great were the fucking Raven ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember... And that stupid purple color they had, the one that was, oh, like, yeah. purple. And... It's like a grape. Yeah. Um, But I remember seeing all the stuff up close when uh, Flores got, like, a head-to-toe, excuse me, head-to-toe, <laughs> like, a Raven package thing, and I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Uh, they weren't... I had Raven pants. I got a Raven jersey. I don't think I ever bought the mask, though. Although, dude, I did go through fucking Timpman Effect, uh, the next brand. Oh, yeah. Uh, those, like, big... Those were, like, parachute pants, yep. dude. Those are huge. Those bags, they were the length of a roller bag. Yeah. But no backbone. Yep. So, it would just... Like, it would fold up. Like, well... Hang on. I don't think it was next bag. I think it was a Tipman bag. No, it said next on Was it, it a next... Yeah. But it just—it was like a the next Tipman bag tumor. came after. I have the Tipman bag still. That one had a backbone. It had the the thing that pulled out the arm. It was like a suitcase. Okay. And yeah. then it had the mat that folded out from the side, changing I'm, mat. Yeah. I'm just talking about one that had the handle. Yeah. In the front. That was an X bag. That was just. It yep. would just fold over top of itself. Oh yeah. Or I was doing it wrong. No, I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> how it was, dude. 
They didn't have sweet bags back then. I remember having the huge backpack, like the trunk. No, dude, it was way bigger than that. Yeah. I don't remember who made it. They were huge. I mean, you could fit everything you had in this bag plus like a little dog. Like, <laughs> it was a massive bag. Man, I think I gave it to my nephew too. And he's using it for hockey. I'll have to look at it and let you know yeah. what brand that was. I'm pretty sure I got it at the indoor. I mean, that's where I got everything when I first started. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was the next bag. That was a sweet setup, the indoor. Like, oh my God, that pro awesome. shop. You go in and you hang a right, and there's just fucking glass cabinet. Yep. Over to an L and then to the back room. Yep. And then I forget what was behind. It was just shelves and racks. Yeah, all the guns were up on the walls. Behind the cases. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, behind the, yeah. behind the counter. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember looking at the uh, Superman Freak Factory that was always up on that wall. I was wall. just going to say. I what? wanted it so bad. I mean, it was also, like, at the time, like, 22 or something. I yeah. forget they were asking, like, something crazy. And they just, <laughs> you could see the dust collecting. Oh, up. yeah. Like, Nobody's going to buy that. For it was so amazing. I wanted that gun so bad. I finally got one, like. I, I remember you. A year ago now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know what it was about that gun. I think just. I guess watching the video, it always goes back to watching the videos and seeing uh, the All-Americans, you know, and like, that would have been like 2001, you know, the videos I was watching, uh -huh. and they're just ripping All-American Freak Factory impulses, a Big Max flow, and I don't know, man, the look of that gun was just amazing. I always loved the impulse. I shot impulses for so long. Yeah. My I, first gun was bought at the indoor was an impulse. Same with me. Yep. My well, my first gun ever was a, a, a Brass Eagle Avenger from Kmart on Reynolds Road that I begged and pleaded my mom to buy me. <laughs> I had this this fucking weird pump that was gifted to me by a cousin uh, who was like, yeah, dude, fucking, I had this paintball gun. It was yeah. like literally a tube with a pump. And yeah. Like, I, I, I don't even know if it like worked that well, but I would remember I would... I would stick a bottle in the handle of, the, like, the rings at my grandmother's house. <laughs> and I used to try and shoot the inside of the fucking, the bottle. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, just, and then I had an autococker. Never had an autococker. And then I got rid of it. Yep. Instantly. I instantly didn't like it. I probably didn't know how to, it probably wasn't, yeah. like, tuned up, and I couldn't get it working. Which is hard like, to do, it I seems like. like. Yeah. I was, yeah, it was just a WGP, uh, just a War Games autococker. And then it jumped to, um, I think it jumped to that impulse, but it was the impulse with the square bottom body, yeah, with a uh, with like a switch on the a slide switch on the side, yep. And it was the like if you looked straight in the front of the body, it kind of like did this, mm -hmm. and then had the big giant tall fucking feed neck, uh, feed neck and bolt pin. Oh it was yeah, a really tall bolt yeah. pin. It looked, it was like a mile high. Oh yeah. Like And you probably had a I drop had a, on it. I just had a picture of it I just posted up. Oh yeah, That's the it. black one. Yeah, yeah. Those were um those were Yeah, you uh, did have a drop forward on it too. A, a drop forward so, and a rail. Yeah, so that doesn't help. <laughs> uh and the so and on top of the loader, I had a um not a speed feed, but a, a slam pot or like a what the hell did JT call it? The slam pods? Do you remember I don't, I don't the know, JT bro. collar? So it had a collar right Damn. here. I'll show you on here. Speed feed before it's time? It was. I don't so, remember this. No, you don't remember no. this? No. 
I wasn't that hip, bro. I had a lid for a long time. I still use a lid. These kids now say, why do you have your rain lid on? I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about, my rain? That's the lid for my loader. Like, it's what? Lid. Yeah, they're like, well, why do you play with a rain lid? So, oh, yeah, okay. dude. So that collar. Is that a ricochet? No, I think that's just a, a Rebby. No, that's just a Rebby. So on the Rebby, on top, there is a collar. And then there's these pods that JT made, but and the pack went this way. It went one, oh, two, yeah, the three, sideways. four, the sideways. And you, the, it what would how it worked was that you had a pod, and then. Uh, <laughs> um, but you have a pod, and it the top of it was domed and it had fingers that all came together in the middle oh i do remember and then it had, that. It had a rubber brand a rubber band around it and then you would put the fucking pod in the collar and it would pull the fingers back and open it up and dump it and it'd be like fast load oh my god speed pod yeah. or whatever it is and then you'd be like boom the slam pod and you fucking chuck your yeah people still do that and you gotta like man see like something like that it's like dude i gotta go back and grab my pods hold on you know like yeah. i can't lose those ones now where it's like no one really like now i feel like nobody owns the pods you know what i mean like i don't care if you paid for those pods because when they're on the field it really doesn't matter who owns them like if they're by my bunker i'm picking them up or if like on the way out they're there i'm grabbing them because it's like i left so some... everybody you already know todd's admitting this yeah all your oh pods. everybody does it because i leave them too you know what i mean yeah. i don't come off with the same you know i'll shoot a pot or two a game i don't remember where in the snake i dropped it but if i see one on the side there's that one I needed. Boom, slide it back in and walk off, you know? So yeah. I donated one and then took one. Yes. Yeah. Well, so my mindset switches instantly when I notice that the pod that I dropped, which I know where <laughs> I dropped it and where it is, is, I go back to it. If it's missing, I'm like, I'm hunting now. I'm like, I'm looking, I don't care who it is. I'm finding a pod. But yeah, because I got to have my my four quota yeah and i'm you i'm not and that's the thing too i don't load much yeah but when i do i know when i did and where it's at yeah so. oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> unless it's icc then it's like i'm just grabbing as many pods as i can find because they're everywhere there even icc man everywhere there it's such a bummer too when you like when you toss your pod and the lid breaks oh yeah and then you go to pick up a pod that has a lid on it and you're like oh fucking sweet and you go to pop the lid off and it's a broken lid yeah oh yeah or the spring is fucked yeah and then it's like god god damn it yeah or when you lucky find a full pod like someone going into the snake dropped one it's like oh my god dude i just found a full pod (laughs) like it's the best feeling dude it's it's crazy too because that's how it was um i wasn't stealing pods but uh (laughs) just like having all the paint matter that you oh, yeah. can get because you just wanted to play like that's all you wanted to do was play and that's all we did dude after work we cock out we play oh yeah and then it was just like big welt wednesdays yeah fucking starting that whole thing and like wanting to um or i don't know if i i didn't start it when they whoever started it i agreed to it because i'd show up but um just having everybody just fucking there's no rules there was there was no rules except for just fucking get out yeah right like that was it like that was the rule is fucking go hard fucking let's practice hard let's let's get some big welts going but just 
get the fuck out. Yeah. Because you got you got shot. Yeah. Who cares how the fuck it happened? Just get out. Because if as long as people at least follow that rule and because that's the, that's the whole thing, man, is when people are like, no, I shot you first. I shot you first. And that's such a delay at fucking practices and shit. Yeah. It might not be now. Like, I don't get me wrong. It might not be now. I don't know the practice scene now, but but sometimes it's just like, dude, let's just play fucking paintball. Yeah, no, it definitely gets that way. The the When, when we were practicing, I mean, it... There's the, there's that guy on every team, or yeah. even on the teams you're practicing against. There's always that guy that wants to argue, and I'm I'm the type of guy I really don't care. I do not get mad about overshooting. I've always been a front player, so like if I get shot to shit, I'm kind of expecting it anyways. Yeah. If, if I stand up and take a few extra, I don't get mad about it. So it's like everybody else needs to calm down sometimes, because some people it's just like they get so upset about it, and it's like dude, I shot you out, and you just kept playing. It's like, okay, well, next time, keep shooting me. Do that, you well, know what I mean? It, it always comes down to this. It, it Especially goes, if it's practice. It's all the bad guys who are like, no, 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 stay in, stay in. And, you know, yeah. they do that oh, whole yeah. thing. So it's like, that shirt's sweet. Yeah, you like that, bro? Yeah. That's from, um, uh, shoot. Oh, man, why can't I think of it right now? It was 04, right? Pat, Pat, uh, Farrier. Yeah. However you say it. Pat Farrier? F. Yeah, Pat F. <laughs> this was like, I just got this like a couple years ago. He. Did they have it made? Yeah, way, way back. There was only a few of these made. He had it. It's a tip and effect shirt for everybody that can't see it, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, he said there was only a few made and, um, he had it hanging in his closet and I think I randomly messaged him because, you know, I am a tip and effect just trying mm-hmm. to get as much as possible. And I just asked him if he had anything. And I think that's when he was like, oh, yeah, dude, I got like a tip and effect shirt just hanging in my closet, you know. And, of course, I think I'm badass. I'm wearing it. And here's Scotty Branham, you know, we're at practice the one time he's got his on. It's just like, damn, what the fuck, you know. But, yeah. It's yeah. a select group, though. Oh, yeah. It's a select group. Oh, dude, my effect collection. I wish I still man. had mine. I, I, I'm pretty sure I had one. I've got the biggest effect collection in the world. See, but I tend <laughs> the to... premier effect collector. Oh yeah, of course. Three. I got three guns, two E bolts. Oh shit! One of them even has eyes on it. And then I've got the Pro E, which is an amazing tip, and I still shoot that one. Yeah. And then jerseys. God, I got. I have one of yours. I got your yellow X. I got Drew Hire's yellow X. I got Josh Menor's game over jersey. Uh, Farkas gave me his team signed, like 2005. Everybody's on that team sign. Um, I've got my personal one from like 2013, the like super padded Raza ones. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then I've got one I don't know who it's from or whose it is, but it says the Titman effect on the back, but it's not like the screen print. It's like in the jersey. You know what I mean? It's not like the or. Not screen print, but like the sticker. It's not a sticker. It's like in the jersey. Yeah. And it just says Titman with the red effect kind of in cursive on the side. I don't know whose that is or what year that was from, but that one I used to wear all the time because the other ones are all, you know, I just hang them. I don't ever wear any of the other ones because all the the stickers are always peeling or vinyl, whatever it is. Yeah. I always get nervous, you know, to wash them or anything. So any of the jerseys that have any of that press on stuff, I, I never wear them anymore. Yeah, those are 
Those definitely should have been like hang dry and everything. And I, yeah. Early on, I didn't. <laughs> I was just trying to fucking clean. Yeah, your yellow X isn't isn't that bad. No. I don't know if Drew Heyer just took way good care. He just never played, but his is amazing. I mean, dude, it looks brand new on the back. Yeah. Which Drew Heyer, if you're listening, we gotta get that signature on it. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was that was the first time I uh, played X ball. Yeah. And that was interesting with Tippmans. Yeah, that was 2003. Mm-hmm. First year for X ball. I think I went to Chicago that year to, and watched you guys. There was coaching. I think Rogie was coaching, sideline coaching. That and... was the year I remember seeing Tom Martinez run around in the rain with, like, just, I think it was, like, a T-shirt wrapped around his bottom half, and he was just, like, running around Sounds and, like, right. diving and shit, and he has big orange afro. Fro. Yeah. Sounds about right. Detroit Strange had that bus. Remember that big bus? Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was an awesome. See, that's what that's what I consider like the golden years from like oh three to like seven. That like those years of not even just X ball, I guess, because NPPL was going, and I mean that was that was just as cool, if not even better, I guess in some aspects. Yeah, you know, event wise, and I mean it was just cool back then, just being able to have two leagues, I guess, that were that big. Where now it's like, and I don't want to talk shit about the NXL or anything, but. It's just different now, you know what I mean? The, the, the feel of the events and everything is just different. Mm-hmm. There were so many people watching back then. Like, you would show up to an event, and I, I would, I'd be willing to bet half the people there were just there because they heard about this this paintball thing that was going to be in town, you know what I mean? Well, definitely, like, the Huntington Beaches <clears throat> and, and events like that where there was a lot of foot traffic. Even I remember, like, Mayo and stuff, people, tons of people being there. Well, you, you got to think about it, dude. The, the, the fucking... Uh... Now you go, and, like, if you go to a divisional match now, there'll be, like, maybe a couple kids' parents sitting there, and that's it. Back in the day... There'd be divisional. The whole sideline would it. It's like a D three X ball game, and the whole sideline is just packed with people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, there's no there's no uh, webcast yeah. going on at that time. So you think about it. You're right. If you if well, you, not divisional. <clears throat> there's no webcast for divisional. Well, no, but only it, the finals. It's so like if your buddy's playing, you want to watch him play or something. You know what I mean? Or even like my yeah. parents back then, because there was a few. Well. I shouldn't say that. My dad, well, my dad would go to the events, but like my mom to watch me play, which she's, God, I think she's only seen me play a tournament maybe like once or twice. I can remember one being in Michigan at Flint. I think we won that. It was just like a three-man or something, you know, nothing major, but my whole family's coming to Chicago, man. You're not going to be there, dude. Everybody's coming. My sister, her kids. My mom, my dad, all my kids are coming. Yeah. And you're not going to be there. What the fuck, Carl? <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe you should just last minute show up. You know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go. <laughs> Drive in Sunday or Saturday super early. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Man. Come on, Carl. It's not that I don't want to play. Come on, Carl. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to talk. I got to play one event with we'll you. We'll have to talk to Tiff. I'll talk well, to you. You have to bribe her. She can hang out with Nikki. Tell her to come to the event. Yeah, maybe. Nikki's going to be there with my kids. There you go. Has she ever been to an event? Not a 10 man like that. Perfect. Our kids can play together. 
The kids are occupied. <laughs> like we're doing this over the The podcast. kids are occupied. <laughs> yeah, we're well, making pl- Tiffany and Nikki when you listen <laughs> yeah, to this. This yeah. was all orchestrated. So we'll see if it actually happens. Yeah, we'll see if it comes to fruition. So let's. All right. I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 talk about it. Yeah. We'll see what we can do. Yeah, dude. Hey. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. It's a family-friendly event. Well, that was one of the big reasons why Tiff wasn't a big fan of going, especially once we had our kids, is because she's like, and especially me playing for like a top team that fucking needed me. Oh yeah, with them all the time. You know. Oh yeah, she's there by herself. Team time, exactly. So she's there by herself, and she's like, "This sucks, man." Like, I'm I'm here to support you, but it's like, you know, I'm just I'm watching our kids somewhere else not in the comfort of my own home kind of a thing. Yeah. So I was like, I can understand why it's more difficult. But, oh, totally. But if Nikki's going to be there, if the kids are going to be there. That's what I mean, yeah. My sister's kids are going to be there. So there's two other. They're a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mace, my sister's kids. But yeah, like everybody's going, you know. Well, because I told my family, like, they don't understand who Brimstone Smoke is. You know what I mean? But like, I told yeah. my family, like, dude, I'm playing for like a team that I used to watch in the videos back in the day all the time yeah. you know what i mean and yeah. now here it's like unreal that i've made it this far you mm-hmm. know and it's just, now i'm here doing a podcast you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. it's been a crazy couple of years yeah man it's it's insane i think uh and that's what's cool too man if we can make it a family vibe like oh yeah family thing i'm sure it'd be a lot less hectic oh yeah it's like october right like beginning of october yeah first through the third i think yeah yeah, I'm going to take Monday off. I did that for Pittsburgh. That was amazing. Maybe I should do that. Too. Sunday night at the event, like after, which we, you know, I wish I'll, we I take played. Friday and. Well, yeah, if you got Friday, the time. Yeah. That's my issue is the time off. I think I have the days. Yeah, I don't know what I got anymore because I, I took a day off for Pittsburgh and then I had, I had the baby this year. Mm-hmm. So that oh, was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Five days, I think I took five days off for that, and then we go on a nice fishing trip every year. I only get two weeks of vacation time, so yeah, it's like I wanted to do the, you know, when, right when I came back and I started playing for action. That's when I was like, okay, this is gonna be the first year that I'm going to play a full X-ball season. Yeah, you know, what I mean, Nikki was committed, I was fully committed. We were gonna spend the money because I mean that's what it is. I'm not going to make anything out of this. It's literally me just spending money. Money and time. Exactly. But, you know, I talked to my wife about it, and she was fully on board to support me. Yeah. She knew how much it meant to me, so I was like, let's do it. So Detroit Action, I get my gear package like I was complaining about earlier with the tight <laughs> HK pants, but hey, go HK. And, uh, I'm going to drink some of your water. Yeah, yeah. And we, uh, you know, pr- start practicing and... It was like I felt like I was back into it. You know what I mean? And it was just amazing. And then we go to Vegas. And the Las, first event of the Las year. Las Vegas? Yes, Las Vegas. I don't know if there's another Vegas. <laughs> first event of the year. This is 2020, mind you. So no spoiler there. But first event of the year. We played absolutely amazing. Mind you, this is coming out of the Midwest. We do not get to play outside in the winter. So we play indoor. Detroit Action has an amazing indoor. Cannot complain, but it is very small. So it's fine for drills and like two-on-twos, but I will be the first one to admit it makes bad habits because you can very easily shoot one person and just run down the field and do the next guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the game's over, which isn't always the best. But anyways, we practiced and d- drilled as much as we could, never played the layout. 
Okay, so we get to Vegas. Awesome group of guys that we went with. Young, hungry kids that really wanted to win. And we put 100% into every one of those games. We ended up getting sixth place in Vegas in D4X ball. Mm -hmm. Absolutely amazing feeling after everything we had been through. Never playing the the field, you know, because everybody else, most, I'm sure most everybody else played the layout before the event. But we got sixth. And then I think the next event would have been Dallas. Boom, COVID. Done deal. Everything was finished then yeah. at that. So the first year I was finally committed. My wife was committed. We well not 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 like she wasn't committed before, but like we had the money. I'm at the point now. I'm 32. I'm at yeah. the point or 31 at the time. You know, I'm I'm at the point where it's like we can afford to do some. Let's just say it, it's stupid money. You yeah. know what I mean? It's right. it's stupid money to fly out. To spend the three four hundred on a gear package, and then your plane ticket, and it, it, it is stupid money, but yeah. I mean it's addicting, and we love it. That's why we do it. So yeah. that was the first year I was gonna do it, and then fucking COVID took it right away from me, and here I am playing ten mans with smoke. So I mean, hey, it's still awesome, yeah. but I don't think I'll ever, I'll never get to fulfill that dream of a full X ball season I, on the same team. I've played a lot of national X ball events, but I mean like a full where you're with that team the whole year mm-hmm. and then go to cup because like when i played for um when i played for level seven we played the whole nxpl in michigan we played that whole series and won so we got to go to world cup yeah so like it was kind of cool doing that but it wasn't the national you know what i mean flying out to vegas and flying to to texas and then i don't remember the other ones that year that there may have been a cleveland that year what year? That was 2020. Uh, no, well, there was no. a there was a couple ones close. I remember. Maybe it was Massachusetts. Was it a, a or a Maryland? Maryland. It was. Are you talking about the one-off events? The the national events, the NXL events, for 2020. Uh, I don't remember. I mean, they didn't end up happening, obviously, because of COVID. But yeah. what the schedule? I can't remember now. Mm-mm. But anyways, it was the five events, and yeah, COVID took that away from me. So crazy i mean this whole my whole career of paintball that's what i've always tried to do was play a full season but mm-hmm. just the money and time and well that was a big thing that's a big thing with tiff was when i wanted to go back and start playing again and uh we were also talking about family and everything oh, yeah. is that that's it's you know i only have so much vacation too oh yeah and Dude. When more than half of my vacation time is taken up by paintball and now having you know family, that's that's a tough decision. Oh yeah, I one and and spending the money. If I have three kids, you know, one of them's only a couple months old, and it's like going to spend, you know, let's say for three four hundred dollars, you know, hotel room, your gas if you're not flying to get there, you know, what I mean, yeah, and it's just like. There's so many other things I could have spent that money on, you know, that would have been for the family. And it's like, I'm just spending this on my own. And that doesn't include, like, everything else you spent to get to that point. The, yeah. the, every weekend, or maybe not every weekend, but a lot of weekend practicing, you know, mm-hmm. gone every Sunday. Like, my daughter, Ada, will tell you right away, Daddy plays paintball all the time. Like, <laughs> she sits there and watches the videos and... I'm hopefully gonna have her playing soon, but yeah, we could have a little. Dude, we got a little. We got a five-man team actually. I got three. You got two. Yeah, we got a five-man team. There you go. 
Well, and we can play. We almost got a 10-man team. Getting there. I may have one more. I don't think Tiff's going to play. Tiff doesn't want to play? Nikki probably won't play. She's no. never played either. She's like, no. Not if a, if Nikki got shot, she would, yeah, <laughs> she would be pissed. It was cool, though. I had, uh, I still had some air left over from ICC, and I let Zoe and Cooper shoot it. I saw that. Yeah. Did you take a video? Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. I've let both my kids shoot the gun. They love it. Or, like, my my godson, uh, Mace, my sister's kid, he'll come over, and he'll shoot it. They love it. I just, like, getting the kids into it, because they're, you know what I mean, they're the ones that need to have birthday parties at these fields and yeah. support paintball mm-hmm. and hopefully grow up into the sport like we did, because, I mean, that's what it was for me. If I... If I wouldn't have had that birthday, it's I thank you, Mom. I'll say that now. Shout yeah. out to my mother, Karen Brown. Shout out to moms. Shout out to moms. If I wouldn't have played that that birthday party, I don't remember what that was. That was, I think I was in eighth grade, seventh or eighth grade, so however old you are then, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, if she wouldn't have took me to Toledo Indoor for that party, I, I would have never saw paintball. I think you're like 13. <laughs> I think you're like 13. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, that's that's probably about right. I mean, I played that one time, and then boom, it was that fast. I wanted to play every weekend. I begged and pleaded to buy my own gun. Mm-hmm. Ended up getting my Brass Eagle Avenger from the Kmart. Played, I think, only one time in the woods behind my friend Chris Canosa's house. Played with another friend, Todd Tolfer. I think it was just us three. Yeah. It was just like, we all just kind of loaded up, and it was just like, hey, let's just go out into the woods. Everybody hide. I'll whistle and we just try to find each other. You know what I mean? Like that's what it was back then and slowly kept playing and being at the indoor, seeing the speedball side of things, that just, that took over right away. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, then I started working it like you did. I my the first field I worked at was Pev's out there by Toledo airport. Yeah. That opened up. I worked there the whole time that was open. That wasn't open for very long, was it? No, no, it wasn't. It was an awesome field. I don't know what happened because I was so young. I didn't get any of the inside, you know, info on. I'm, I don't. The I, guy's name was Jason, I think, and his wife were the owners, but they were being backed by Pevs, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the facility was amazing. They had like forty acres. I didn't even think I played there. Oh my god, dude! They had this field called Normandy. It had like legit trenches. Like it was like. You felt like you were in like Nam, dude. Really? They had some crazy. Yeah, they their speed. See now their speedball field wasn't amazing. They did have an airball field, but it, probably wasn't gridded it out. Yeah, and the grass wasn't. You know, there's roots and yeah, it was like your standard Midwest field. I feel like that's why they never survive out here. But dude, roots are killers, man. Man, and just muddy. And roots and ruts. Ruts. From the cars and the tractors. Yeah, exactly. And- <laughs> dude, those will. Eat your ankles yeah. a lot. Oh yeah, and then and then worked at TC Woodville. You played there, right? TC Woodville. Yeah, it was out. Yeah, in Woodville. yeah. I played they there had before. the field and the store out there. Tony, yeah. I can't think of his last name. Tony something. <laughs> yeah, dude. Them dudes were crazy, they were man. Wild. They were wild, yeah. man. Playing with Schulte and stuff. I wonder out what there. they're up to, dude. I haven't thought of them in a while. So I actually not too long ago talked to Ben Rohde. Yeah. remember him i talked to him about it i forget where i saw him it was like monster game or something and for some reason i thought I... you were gonna say monster gym no <laughs> monster game at hell survivor because <laughs> we just went to monster jam and i'm like that's fucking funny. i have been to monster jam it's not that it's not that impressive no inside it's because it's so small yeah yeah no it's not if they 
did it somewhere else. I mean, it would have to be a huge indoor for it to be actually worth it. But why do... But why inside? Like, I had to have had some kind of small intoxication while I was well, there. Well, it was, it was wintertime when I saw With them. all the carbon monoxide that was in there. Oh, place. yeah. That uh, can't be good. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. It was properly ventilated. They wouldn't have been allowed to do it, Carl. Okay, I'm sure they There's ran rules and regulations. Plenty of testing. OSHA, OSHA approved. Yeah, I didn't see an OSHA banner. It was there somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> in the just back. like every time you get in the elevator, there's always that card. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Certified. Call nine one one card. Or, like... or a porta potty. Oh yeah. Saying that it was serviced within yep. at least the last week. Yeah. And if there's over 10 guys, you're going to have unsatisfactory <laughs> conditions. I would know this because I use a porta potty every single day at my job. And they are horrible. Terrible. Why horrible. don't they make them just a little bit bigger? I, I don't like even think a it's scotch. the size, man. It's just these dirty mothers I work with, man. <laughs> Some of these guys are grimy, dude. Yeah. You just don't want to, like. Like, you... how did that guy just take a shit? There is literally zero toilet paper. Oh, yeah. Or you're walking up there and you see like this 300 pound equipment operator walk out of it and it's like, I'll just go shit my pants. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even want to go in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Some of them are bad, dude. And then a hot day. Oh. It could be, it could be brand new. They just cleaned it. Mm-hmm. It still sucks. It yeah. still sucks. you still, you, you. It smells no matter what. You kerploosh. Yeah. And yeah, you, you get, get the, yeah. The blue butt. Yep. I lay, see now I lay toilet paper first. I take toilet paper okay. out and I kind of just because it's a porta potty. Yeah. yeah, I don't give a shit. I just because I don't want it to backsplash, dude. Yeah, I just roll it down there and it kind of floats on the surface, you know, goes back and forth, and then you, you know, I don't. You, it's like you, you can break really the aim, ice, but yeah, you break the ice. It slows the fall a little bit, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of other techniques like you can hover and flick backwards. Ooh, I. Dude, I've heard a lot. Dude, I must have seen the bad ones who didn't. You weren't as skillful as the flick. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Or if, or if your shit touches when you sit down, I hate that. How it, much? It touches shit? the seat and there's like a pube there or something. It's like, oh my god. How much shit has to be in a porta potty for it to peak, for it to island out of the water? How much shit has to be in there? Oh, I've seen it all the time. <laughs> Oh, I've seen that so many times, dude. For it to make it out of the top, I've seen them full. <laughs> oh my god! Oh yeah, well, I've had them leak. I would, I would consider that full. What What do you consider full? No, I full is when you can't sit on it no more. Oh my god, bro, these dudes keep going, man. Oh yeah, these roofers, dude. They show up. They drink so many energy drinks and eat oh. like forty-seven uh, gas station burritos before they get there. They call it the roller derby, bro. <laughs> The roller derby at the gas station, whatever they got, tornadoes or tornadoes or whatever, yeah. hot dogs. Oh yeah, and then they come in and just blow this toilet up, man. And <laughs> oh there's there's nowhere else to go. So yeah, yeah, full is when you can't even sit on it no more. Yeah, I've seen them leak out. Just on the job I'm on now, we had one leak out. Luckily, it wasn't like all the shit and stuff stayed inside, but all the blue water and piss came out. Oh, there's, there's definitely shit in there. So you open it. Oh yeah, there's definitely shit, but you open the door and imagine there's no liquid now, but all the solid is, dude, it was ripe. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was ripe, dude. Oh God. Don't be a carpenter kids. Oh, dude. Don't do it. 
be a, I should have been like a school teacher or something. Mm-hmm. They're inside. Yeah, just, just summer's yeah, off. Just be a finished carpenter. Yeah, yeah, that would be inside a lot of time. But or you don't fr- get to or a rough framer. No, no rough framing. No, that's what I'm doing. It's rough framing, man. I guess. How many types you're of outside. carpentry are there? There's a lot. And if you're in the union, oh my god. See, if you're in the union now, if you're a union carpenter, you might not even build anything. <laughs> you you could you could be you could finish uh, drywall. Yeah. You could put up scaffolding. You could like when they're building bridges and get paid the same amount of money. Oh no, everybody's different. Everybody's a little different. Well, I mean, saying that this guy was making thirty some dollars an hour. Well, yeah, the package, right? Yeah, and then, and then they go, oh, well, we don't have any work for you except for putting up the scaffolding. Do you still get thirty some dollars an hour? Yeah. But that would never really happen because if you're good, they'll keep you busy. Yeah. See, the guys that are the guys that are in the hall, they're the ones that aren't good. Yeah. Because the guys that are good, they're always working. These companies are always going to keep you working if you put your time in. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. But yeah, don't do it, kids. <laughs> it's not. You fun. don't have you don't have any satisfaction out of it. No, I do. Don't get me wrong. It's just. I guess it's this past couple of weeks. It's been like 105. (laughs) You know what I mean? And we're outside and it's like, God, this is horrible, man. Mm -hmm. Just dying out there. But no, I do like it. It's fun seeing a finished product. That's why I like framing because we're the ones that are building it. You know what I mean? So we're the ones that really make it look like something all of a sudden. It, It went from just concrete and pipe and shit, you know, conduit and plumbing just sticking out of it to now, oh, okay, there's the building. I understand what it looks like. You yeah. know what I mean? So, How long yeah. does it typically take to frame in a modern house? Oh, God. If it's two stories, I would say... Is it frame and floor? What's that? So it's it's like wall framing and floor frame f- framing, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You do I every... guess that would be considered framing. Yeah, you do every... See, now, when you're building a house, it wouldn't be... You would never just build it in the weekend because most of the time when you're building a house, you have packages come out, okay? So the concrete guys come out. Yeah, so the first day the carpenters are there is after the foundation's already poured and the floor package would normally be there and maybe the wall package. So the floor is obviously the plates that go on top of the concrete and then you run your floor joists. Which are normally what, two by sixes? Uh, It it, it depends, but eight. It'd be two by eight. And then you've got your beams maybe sometimes, but anyways... The floor joists and then sheeting. That would be your floor package. And then you would have your walls there. Maybe at the same time, so you'd build your first floor. Yeah. Then you would have your next package come out. Otherwise, you've got so much lumber there, you cannot deal with it. And if yeah. you're like my uncle, when we were building houses, you don't have equipment either. So you're hand carrying everything. So you only want a little bit of wood out there at a time. So who's who's providing... Do you have any control over like how much wood you guys have, like the order itself. Oh, yeah, yeah. You tell them. I, somebody, there's a blueprint, obviously, for everything, and you're going through 84 or Carter or Wayne Lumber, one of those companies. Mm-hmm. They know what the package is. They did a takeoff. So you tell them, I want the floor package and the first floor wall package. Send those out. But are those, I'm saying, do you guys have to figure that or do they already have it? In the they place? already have They're, it. Okay. So at least that part of it, you don't have to. Yeah. I mean, they used to do that back in the day. Yeah. They'd have to do it. But yeah. yeah, no, they type it into a computer. This long of a wall takes this many studs. You know, it's all the equations. The studs are 16 on centers. Yep. They know there's a window, three windows in this wall. So another, uh, each window takes 
you know, two extra plus a header. So yeah. like they have all these equate. They just type it in. And they know. Okay, yeah, you need two bunks of two by four pre cuts, and you need forty eight. You know, two by ten for uh, floor joists mm-hmm. and. Yeah, no, they just type and that shit. They give you all in. the hardware you need and, yep. and how much and whatnot. And then you get all the way up to the roof. The trusses are all engineered and everything. We didn't ever build too many truss or uh, set too many trusses. When I worked for my uncle, we just cut rafters. It's right. way easier. You cut them on site and they never come wrong. That's the best part. Because if a truss comes out wrong, it's horrible. You cannot cut trusses or modify them in any way Mm -hmm. they have to go back it's a big pain in the ass oh yeah you cannot cut a truss damn no they're engineered so that all the weight is right on them plates at the end if you do anything in between that to modify it you've now taken the load away from that plate and if you're putting a truss on a house you do not need interior walls. A truss will span whatever they engineered it from the outside to the outside, regardless of what's holding it up in the middle. Mm-hmm. Once you take something away from that, now you've transferred the load. So yeah, if they sent a truss out and it's too long, let's say, for some reason, maybe the concrete guy screwed up. Now the footers are a mm-hmm. little bit closer together. Or something happened and it's 20 foot, but your trusses came out and they're like, 30 foot or something you know what i mean and it's just like well you can't just cut them in half and put them together you know so yeah Mm -hmm. they'd have to go back and i'm sure there's guys that do some sketchy shit like that but oh yeah dude yeah we always just cut rafters way easier they're never wrong easier to hand up you don't need a a lift or anything to get them up there yeah you're going off of a blueprint no they haven't said no no (laughs) dude my uncle old school bro yeah old school man me his two sons and then this other guy bill venice we built houses just like i mean it was amazing because i had first started at at that point you know getting into carpentry and everything i was in college at ut for construction and engineering technology and it was just like i kind of wanted to get into the field you know and start working and my uncle owned a business you know building houses so it was like well perfect i'll start doing that you know in college your classes are kind of all over the place so i was able to work kind of some random hours with them during the week and it was cool learning you know how things like because i'm not that old but i've done a lot of stuff that like they don't do anymore like my first roof we hand banged it i didn't have a gun you know because they told me like well you got to earn the gun you know what i mean you don't just get a gun so yeah i hand banged the first roof i did it was a barn roof so yeah, all day long, bam, 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 bam. You set the nail and then you sink it. You set it and sit, you're saying that over and over in your head, you know, because mm-hmm. you don't you don't want to sit there. Ta- it'll take you all day. Yeah. Each shingle gets five nails. You know what I mean? Oh and God. I'm trying to fly too because I'm the new guy. So yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. It you was it was put cool. In your dues. Yeah, and just seeing them guys, and then like I said, Bill Venice, he was another old school carpenter, and just learning some of the tips and tricks from him, you know, and he works by himself a lot, which he taught me a lot of ways to do things by yourself. Like the eddy, the eddy would be like, I'm trying to hang a piece of wood from that wall to this beam. And I'm by myself. Mm -hmm. How do I hang it up there? You take a nail on top of it and bend it over. Now it's Eddie's helping hand. 
and you just set that up there. You go to the other end, nail the other. You know what I mean? Oh, Something yeah, yeah. so simple, like, God, that's brainless. It's like, yeah, but I would have never thought about that. You know what I mean? Right. Just happen to nail it on top, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's definitely, a. you know, I'm happy for being a carpenter, but I just complain because it's hot. <laughs> I'm ready to complain about it being cold pretty yeah, much. I was just going to say, what do you do in the winter? I mean, yeah. same shit. Oh, pretty much, yeah. I mean, we're, God, it seems like we're always outside. It seems like we are always outside. Yeah. We do footers in the wintertime, and we're roughing in the summertime. I mean, it just seems like we're always outside at the worst times. So you're just in a small family crew. I was. Now oh. I work for Telemon Construction out of Sandusky. They're commercial. Oh, really? Yeah. Still, they're small, but not a family. They're uh, owned by Mosier Construction, which is pretty big in Toledo. Mm-hmm. Um. We're only like maybe 15, 16 people. And out of that 16, there's probably seven or eight of us in the field. So, yeah, there's not a lot. And I just became a superintendent. So there's only two carpenters now. I was the one of three carpenters. And then we had two laborers. Mm. And then the other however many guys were superintendents. But the job I'm on now... Uh, we're building a nursing home. I'm the superintendent in training. <laughs> oh. Moving on. Up. <laughs> so yeah, I loved dude. I when I built the deck out back, just that little project was like, I was determined to go into it like, <clears throat> I want to build it myself. Yeah, like I I just wanna I wanna know that I built that. I, I know it's just a fucking deck, but it's like something that like I can look at and. You know, be proud. Of you that. feel like a how, man too, don't right? you? Like, it's, yeah, it's something. Tim like, Allen. Arr, 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 you arr, know? Arr. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a great feeling when I actually got done with it, and I'm like, you know, the family gets to enjoy it now. Yeah, and everything. a job well done. I can't imagine what it's like building a house. It's okay. See, so that brings up a funny story. So my whole childhood, uh, my dad, you know, he started doing the same thing. So when he was a kid, for his dad, they were building houses all the time he they built way more houses than i ever did um but then he became an architect and then ended up being an estimator for ocp but when i was younger he used to always say you know todd i could build a house by myself with no help and like thinking about that as a kid you know 10 maybe 11 like you you can't build a house, Dad. Yeah, Are you kidding me? Sitting in a finished house? You're yeah. Like, There's no way. But now that I've done it, it's like, oh, I could totally build a house by myself with no help. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I could put the furnace in and do all this stuff, but like, if I had the wood, I could build myself as big of a house as I needed to. Mm-hmm. No problem. I mean, it's it seems like it's really hard, but it's not once you understand really a few things is all that goes into a house it's not a lot it's like this beam right here you just have to understand like the outside wall to outside wall you've only got let's say two by sixes so you need it to break on this beam you know Mm -hmm. what i mean regardless if this is in the basement or your first floor could be the same thing say you wanted to take a wall out everybody's like well you can't take that out it's load bearing well yeah you put temporary walls up on the side you cut those floor joists and we'll slide a header up there, a big beam, a glue lamb or an LVL. You put the posts in the wall. It's the same thing as the basement. It's like simple things you understand. And then it's like, well, yeah, that's not hard at all. I could definitely, roofing is, or not roofing, but 
reframing is definitely the hard part, you know, and my uncle did all the cutting on, or not cutting, my, my cousin did all the cutting, my uncle just did the layout, but mm. figuring out like the pitches and the bird mouse and all the different cuts that are on a rafter, that's where it gets difficult. That's where you would spend your time. If you did, I mean, obviously if you did like a salt box house, it's, you know, a mm. gable, just rafters on both sides but like you look at some of these newer houses which i think are funny because it's like as many gables as they have is like how rich they are because it'll be like a roof and then a little roof then a smaller roof then you know i mean it's like as it's coming off the house it's like but like when you're up there framing that in and there's a valley and another hip and then the house turns into an l there and that's where it gets rough and that's where i feel like i'm a visual learner so i see things differently people that's where that helps it's like standing up there without it being built i can kind of picture what it's supposed to look like in my head Mm -hmm. and then it's not really doing math or anything it's just me piecing it together at this point you know what i mean yeah because a lot of times you don't have a print for that the architect they'll send the print out and it'll show you rafters but it doesn't tell you all the different you know cuts and everything that need to be made and the it may be a little bit different than the print too because not everything comes out right to the print you know Mm -hmm. somebody may have messed up along the line it's a little bit smaller this way or something got changed so yeah i mean it's just it's crazy dude but yeah i could totally build a house by myself (laughs) i would love to build a house by myself i mean if i like was a homesteader or something and didn't have a job and i mean that would be cool to just set and and make it your own Mm -hmm. you know i mean exactly what you wanted where you wanted and yeah so what all do you guys have left to do on your house we haven't really yeah. even started inside, man. We've yeah. just been so busy. So busy. Yeah. We uh I actually just painted the fireplace before I came here. We had a brick fireplace and they like whitewashed it. Like they put paint on it and then wipe it off, you know? Yeah. To like give it patina or something. Nikki didn't like it, so I painted that, but we really haven't started inside. I mean, the, it's five acres, so we've been just trying to, like, tame the yard so far. We've been pulling cattails and stuff out of the pond and um, just keeping up with the grass, cutting limbs, the garden all the way around. Nikki's pulling weeds, like, every day. Yeah. We've been busy, too, man. We had my sister's anniversary party was there, so we had to get all set up for that. I didn't even have a mower at the time. So I just bought a mower. The grass was like five feet tall. It seemed like I needed a combine to bale it, yeah. you know. And do you have a? Uh, um, is it on the deer on the on your tractor, or is it like a separate mower? Oh no, I got a I got a John Deere 1025R. So it's got a belly mower, yeah. but I also got a bucket on the front and a three point on the back. So yeah no it's amazing that's a big toy dude it's awesome it's <laughs> awesome i play with it like every day and like i was telling you earlier i've got this idea for this paintball field that's going to go in the back in these mm. woods and i just take the tractor back there and i just drive around looking at it and because there's little trails and the one area where i want to do the woods ball field is it's all open i mean there's trees and stuff but it's the ground's all open like yeah. you could easily run through there and not trip on shit hmm. and then in front of that's going to be the X-Ball field. And you're going to love that, dude. It's like perfect setup for it. I mean, you pull in the property, the pond is right there, and then it's literally a row of trees blocking the rest of the property. So I could have a whole field back there and you would never know it. Yeah. So that's what I want to do at least. But 
<laughs> I don't know if it'll happen. The it woods sounds ball, good on paper. The woods ball field will happen because that's just, you know. The bunker's already there. Yeah. Some, maybe some pallets and shit that yeah. I get for free or, you know, an old boat or something. I feel like you have to have a boat or something or a car. Every woods ball field has some shit like that. But yeah, that's – I uh, I want to get a place like that. It's a, it's a decent amount of land that you can manage. Yeah. But then, uh, you know, the house is decent size, a pond. Dude, we it's... got so lucky. I mean, it. when we went through the house, I told Nikki, I said, we're never going to get this house. We're never going to get this house. Somebody else is going to come in here, offer, you know, 50 over what they're asking, and then it's going to be gone. And, I mean, it's a 1913, it's an older house, which we both like. And used to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the last house was 1856, and... I felt like our saving grace was the fact that I'm a carpenter because there's a few things that I think would have scared most people away. Mm-hmm. There was termite damage, some tuck pointing on the chimney, some rot. You know what I mean? Like these standard things that when you tell somebody that's not a carpenter that they have termite damage in their floor joists would probably freak some people out. Like, why well, don't you want to deal with that? Me, yeah. it's like, okay, what what else is wrong with the house? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I want to hear what else is wrong. I'm not worried about that. So. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's been great, man. I, I got, the winter time. I'll try to get more done inside, but it's like right now we're just been enjoy the outside. Yeah, yeah, and that's the other thing. God, I get off of work and it's like I just want to go home, drink a beer, sit and stare at the pond. The kids come out. You got any fish in the pond? Oh yeah, there's two albino catfish, which are really cool because you see them bright white just swimming around. But there's bass in there. Tons of bass that I see. Uh, there's no crappie. There's bluegill, and um, turtles. No frogs. Oh, t- dude, frogs everywhere. The, do the kids love everywhere? Frogs. Regular toads and stuff like up around the house, and mm-hmm. then um, I don't know frogs. You know Bull frogs. Y- yeah, like the swimming. I don't know how to the green ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the 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 ones that are like really fast and streamlined in the water. Yeah. You know, not the toads that you find up by the house and shit. You yeah. know. But yeah, there's frogs everywhere, and then we've had deer come through. I posted a couple of videos of that, and yeah, it's, we're gonna have to move in next door, man. Yeah, dude. It sounds it sounds great. It's been amazing, man. We just got super lucky, and I I feel like the whole everything i've done up to this point was like finally worth it now like it paid off because like i've been with nikki since high school and now we have three kids and you know we've lived in two apartments and then our house in white house and now this and you know she went back to school and got her master's while she was pregnant with i think it was our second kid and yeah she got a new job. Then I got a new job. That's when I left my uncle and went to the commercial side. And I mean, we have just, it's definitely been a struggle, you know, just trying to juggle kids, life, family, paintball, you yeah. know, yeah. like, and, and then once this happened, it was just like, man, here we go. You know, walk, I walk out the back door and it's like, damn, this is all mine. You know, like mm-hmm. it was finally everything we've done, you know, all the side jobs I did that I was just dying, all the days that are 110, I'm at work, you know, putting insulation in an attic or some bullshit like that, you yeah. know, and it's like, finally felt like it paid off, so. Yeah, it's... I couldn't be happier. It's weird how, uh, just how life works in general, man. Yeah. Putting in the time and, you know, it'll, 
you know, you put yourself in situations uh, for the future. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Th- this just, like, came to us. It was literally, you know, bless Nikki's grandma, but she had passed away, and we had the funeral Monday. So I had the day off of work, which never happens. Well, the funeral wasn't till like, midday or something, and Nikki had just found this house. And when I saw it, I'm like, no, dude, this is, like... We're never going to get this. Well, we can go through Monday morning before the funeral. You we're only allowed 15 minutes because there's so many people already going through it. Yeah. It was like, all right, well, fuck it. Let's do it. We go through the house. The second we pull on, I'm like, there's no way we're getting this. I mean, it was just, it's an awesome looking house. At least for me, that, that style, you know, wood, um, pretty much all, all wood siding and, it's a Cape Cod style house, so mm-hmm. chimneys on both sides and the porch, and I just like, dude, we're not getting this. A pole barn, the pond, the five acres, and I talked to the realtor, and it's already a, like pretty much the max of our budget, if not well beyond the budget. But you know, it's just like we can make this work if we really want it, you know. And so we put our offer in, and we went in at what they were asking, and. You know, you do that little letter to to the buyers, you know, or, or to the sellers, I mean. And, you know, we told them we're a young family, we're growing, we want our kids to grow up someplace like this, you know. We noticed they had pictures of kids, so we knew that would, you know, work for them. Mm-hmm. And somebody actually offered 15 over our price, and they took us over them just because of our story. They just, you know, yeah. they like that, that family aspect that we were going to do there. And being honest. Yeah. So, yeah, everything just happened for a reason. If we wouldn't have had that funeral that day, you know, it 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 wouldn't have happened. And then I guess like the butter, you know, that made everything even better was that we sold our house then for 65,000 more than we bought it for. 65,000 more? 65,000. We bought our house 6 years ago for 100,000. We sold it this year for 165. Boom. You sold that house that I was just at for $165,000? Yes, sir. Oh, my God. All I did to it was we remodeled you the kitchen. It. Well, yeah. What? That was already done, right? That was, yeah. So we painted the whole exterior of the house just to sell it. Because yes. this was an 1856 uh, uh, all-wood-sided house. Everything was peeling, as you saw. And so, yeah, we painted the whole thing that weekend. But since I had bought it, I remodeled the kitchen, the mudroom, and then did you do the bathroom upstairs there was no upstairs bathroom it's only one bathroom oh yeah yeah yeah. no i did not touch the bathroom oh the the laundry room that's in the bathroom yeah yeah and uh yeah that was it painted the whole thing and boom 165 that's crazy dude so without like so so they can't they came in at that yeah oh yeah yeah that was her first offer that's what, oh yeah. Well, we, we listed it. I was going to say, what'd you list it for? Like 112? No. We listed it at like 140 something. Oh, really? Yeah. So why did you go, were you told by a realtor that you could probably Yeah, our get realtor, that yeah, he was amazing. Amazing. Adam Zettel. Anybody who's listening to this? <laughs> most of the people listening to this probably are not in Toledo, <laughs> but if you are, look him up on Facebook. He's yeah. amazing realtor. We would not have gotten that house without him. No way in hell would we have gotten that house. It's crazy that he told you to sell your house for 
Yeah, it appraised it appraised for 150 or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. That's the market right now. Wow, dude. Well, they appraise it for whatever. See, you but the thing is as. the market, if especially if you're selling a house and then buying a house. Oh, yeah, and everybody's yeah, that's like sweet. But everybody's, then you got to buy then then you got to buy a house. Yeah, and everybody's like it's money. a buyer's market or it's a seller's market and it's like, dude, I just like got the best of both worlds on both sides. If you have multiple houses, I feel like you can say, "Oh yeah, buyer's market." But if you have yeah. one house and you're trying to sell and then buy? Yeah. So we got we bought a house for asking price, and then we sold our house for sixty five. Well, no, no, ten over asking. I guess it was. Yeah. But we had bought it five years ago for a hundred. Yeah. Well, it's like this. We bought this house in two thousand fifteen for around seventy. Oh yeah. And I haven't had it like actually appraised. Um, You'll that, definitely get more for and this. And that was now. before, yeah, that was before the deck, the fence, the the garage is down. The garage is down. Like that was before everything. Um, and we bought it for seventy. And then I saw like, I know Zillow is like a ten percent give or take, but they said like one fifteen, one twenty. Oh, I'm sure. I'm like, what? The new the new front doors that look amazing. The new front doors that look great, <laughs> by the way, and the screens that yeah. I had to fucking modify the one screen. Oh up yeah, I remember you telling that. Yeah, I thought that was gonna be, dude. When we first looked at that, and you asked me to help you put that in, I was like, this may be tough, man. But it it really wasn't that bad putting them doors. We got into in. some two by real two real two real by, two by fucking, fours. Yeah, yeah. There are two by real two by fours and real two by sixes or eights. It's like where yeah. these are. Yeah, those are eights. Yeah, those are real. Yeah, those are definitely two inches. Yeah, and it's weird because if you look at this, these run this way, and then it hits this right over top of that beam. Yeah. And then the rafters run the other way, yeah. or the floor joists. Not the best. I think this was added on. Yeah, it's not the best. But standing. Yeah, it hasn't moved yet. But yeah, like you're literally, your whole load is on this little piece right here that's been cut. <laughs> you see that? Right. I don't understand why it was cut. <clears throat> it didn't fit or something, yeah. Well, they had to put in that fucking, right, that they uh, had to get HVAC. They had to put in that HVAC right there. So they had to cut that meat. <laughs> is that why they cut that? No, wow. I can't. I can't imagine that's why they cut Is this cut a shower? That. It is a shower. Oh, wow. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, I prefer uh, my podcast area to not be in the corner of the basement. But dude, when, I love it. When you have a room, or when you right, when you have a house rather that is one actual bedroom, one bedroom that was turned into a bedroom, yeah, and then uh, a tiny, tiny bathroom that's upstairs, and then the downstairs is kind of like open. I like it, man. It's I nice, like it. It just got your tools down here. The jerseys are on the wall. I love this Cody Schmidt fucking dynasty much, jersey. That is sweet. I that love is. that jersey. I have too much shit down here. That's the thing. Too much. Uh, Look at this treadmill. You don't run. Yeah, it's for Tiff. I right. I do need to start running. My dad bot's hitting hard. Oh really? I I just feel. Like I need to Feeling old, Carl. I'm getting there, man. Oh, man. How old are you? 35. Okay, you're a little bit older than me. So I'm not like old, but it's like I need to start paying attention to my body. Yeah, and we're not young anymore. Yeah. No, I definitely feel it. I used to be able to just go nonstop, and it was like today painting that brick fireplace, dude. I was sitting there like my hand was just dying. (laughs) I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, I just, I have to pay extra attention to like what my body's saying and, um... 
just take care of myself more. Oh yeah, especially injuries. God, playing paintball now. Sometimes that's I, one of the biggest. Still things, playing man. snake. It's like that's another thing, man. People don't understand the life of a snake player, man. Because once you're a snake player, that's who you always are. Yes. Whatever team you're on, they know that, and you get sent there. I've never ever been on a team where they sent me anywhere but the snake and never asked me if I wanted to go there. Yeah. I promise you that. Yeah. It was like they just, it's, that's where you're, go, you're small. Plus I was little, right. I've gotten taller, but when I first started playing, I was little. So I was like, oh, that he's a snake guy yeah. for sure. You know? Dude, well, that's where I got, I just got asked to play uh semi-pro and guess what position? Yeah. Snake. Back center. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, man. It's uh, it's a lot rougher. Like, I feel like I could do it, but I'm just the recovery is like a day. Oh yeah, One. day and a half. And you don't have that because no. you got to go back to work. And back to work. And... So it's uh, oh man, it's a give and take, man. It's it's fucking paintball, though, right? Yeah, exactly. We love it. We're still playing it. And yeah. We wouldn't be doing this without paintball. I've never met you without paintball. Yeah. And... This this came in. Yeah. That, yeah, that dude, I need to order mine. I've been seeing everybody getting their stuff in. Oh, and Check it out if you want. Absolutely amazing. It's uh, addicted. It's cool, man. It was a, it's a cool uh, time period. It was Is just... that Lucian Blackburn? Did he play for Addicted? Yeah, he did. You didn't know that? Dude, I have got so much paintball knowledge from just watching all the videos. I mean, I know so many players. I can tell you what they wear, what teams they were on. Yeah. Yeah, he played for Addicted for sure. Have you had him on? No. Dude, you should have him on. That's like an OG that would give you some shit from back in the day, man. Him or, or uh, Humphrey, Tyler Humphrey. Oh, yeah, I wanted to have him on too. I kept telling you, and I noticed... Uh, fucking Tyler and whatever his name used to have the nose ring guy. Marcelo. Used to have the nose ring. Yeah. I used to not like him. <laughs> I just, I don't know. But, uh, they had, um, oh, shit, what's his name? Damien Ryan. Yeah. Remember I was telling you about Damien Ryan? Because he's got, he's got some interesting <clears throat> views on the NXL. Yes, here's the thing. I can ask people until I'm overly annoying and I'm blue in the face. I don't know. Why would he do fucking... But until... I don't know. Tyler's not yours. But, yeah. It's whatever. Damien, if you're listening. And he played for Aftershock. It's all good. I have, you know, I'm, you know, trying to... I, I'll talk to anybody. I don't care. You've been good so far. I've loved all of them so far. There's none of them. I get tired of hearing Schulte and <laughs> Cody Sadler. <laughs> now I'm just playing. I love them guys, too. I wish we... My, could... my first NXL was with... Um, Mark Schulte. Oh, yeah? DHTS, 2007. Drew Hires, Thursday Squad. That's what that meant? Yep. Never would have guessed that. We played um, PB World. There's a team out of PB World in, like, I don't even know where in Ohio that was. It's not there anymore. Alliance or something? No, that was TPA. It sounds somewhere in central Ohio. Yeah, it was. Norwalk. I don't know. Somewhere down there, but, yeah, Drew Hires, Thursday Squad. I played, it was me and me and Mark Schulte and some other guys that don't play anymore, but... That was Big Schulte, too. Yeah, Big Schulte, yep. Yep, back center, just fucking rolling his gun. One of the smartest players I knew, though. Super smart player. Loved having him behind me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just knowing a player with that knowledge 
and gun skill. I mean, it, it's like having Trojan behind me or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just a fucking turret. He yeah. knows right where to shoot and the lanes, you know? Yeah, he ended up playing with... Uh, man, who was it? He was, it was all die gear. Like Recently? Well, back in like 17... 17 he 18. played with TPA for a while. Cleveland Imperial? Imperial. Cleveland Imperial, yeah. And we played, uh, we played 10-man together. Mm. Um, and we played with we played 10-man together and with Aerosol Factory. Oh, okay. And we, have a, uh, we had a win and the second or whatever. Nice. That's when I... I think when they just brought the 10-man on. Oh, really? Over, yeah. God, I haven't seen him in a long time. Last time I seen him, we were... Uh, we were goose hunting one of his fields. Of course you were goose hunting. Yeah, Midwest boys. <laughs> yeah, I think that would have been the last time I saw him. I don't remember playing paintball with him after that. There's so many geese anyway. Oh, yeah. There's I don't even think we shot any that day. I think it was too many geese. like a fucking blizzard when we were out there. Ugh. Oh, yeah, just laying in a layout blind, middle of the field. Yeah. Not moving. Not moving. But you're sitting there kind of bullshitting, you know. It's not like deer hunting where you got to be quiet. Deer hunting's super, it's lame. Yeah. Bird hunting's way better. Like pheasant hunting or something, you're just running dogs, walking around. Jump one, boom, got him. Keep going. A deer, you shoot it, and it's like, well, my day's over. I got to drag this big bitch back here. I got to cut it half to shit. I got to pay a hundred-some dollars to have it processed unless you have everything. Yeah. Duck hunting, it's like, guys, go back to the truck, you fucking pluck some feathers, throw them in the back, let's go back, start drinking beer, you know? Yeah. Fucking deer hunting, you rest your day shot. <laughs> That's true. I, I never thought of it like that. And you shoot one and you're done. Yeah. Duck hunting, it depends what you're shooting, mallards, you know, different uh, uh, species, or not species, different kinds of ducks. So there's all different I, There's all different kinds. There's mallards, pintails, gadwell, black duck. I think that would duck. be species. Is that species? I don't know. Regardless. Subcategory. Yeah. Because, like, mallards you can shoot way more of than you could shoot a pintail. Because pintails you don't see very often. I think pintails you can only shoot two. One drake, one mallard. Or uh, one drake, one hen. Maybe. But, like, uh, mallards you can shoot six of them. I think three of them can be drakes and three are hens. What's that? On one tag? No tags. No tags. It's a hunting license. Just a license. It's not like deer hunting. Yeah, no, you buy your $20 hunting license, your hunting permit. So, like, what you would buy to just go shoot squirrels. Yeah. That's 20 bucks. On top of that, you buy your state stamp, duck stamp, and you buy a federal duck stamp. So, by the time you're done, you're in it maybe 60 bucks, and then you're good to go. Ducks, geese, any any waterfowl, um, dove hunting, pheasant hunting. Yeah. What do you like hunting? My favorite, I think now I would say, would be pheasant because I have a dog. So it's fun to watch the dog work, you know. And then yeah. I've gone with a friend where he had multiple dogs and seeing multiple dogs work. It's just fun because you're just you're walking around with your friends, you know. The dogs are working. It's just peaceful being out there. Boom, you jump one, bang, that yeah. one's gone. Keep walking. How, you know? how big are those, a couple pounds? The pheasant? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're not huge. They're not huge. I've never weighed one, but yeah, yeah, they're not bad. They taste amazing. They taste absolutely amazing. I'm assuming you probably turkey hunt. I did for a little while, and then I stopped because 
turkey hunting is just as lame as deer hunting. <laughs> I was just going to say. You just fucking sit there. You lean against the tree. It's pointless to hunt with anybody because what are you going to do? Like, I'm going to shoot this one and you going to shoot the next one? Like, you know what I mean? It's. <laughs> I don't want to go sit out there by myself. That's not why I'm, you know, that's not why I hunt. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't really deer hunt anymore. Do not turkey hunt anymore. I still have all my stuff. I really haven't hunted in a while anyways, but pretty much waterfowl and pheasant hunting yeah that sounds fun i'd love to go oh yeah dude that'd be sweet yeah it's not it's it's i mean even the days you go out and don't shoot anything you're still you're walking around in the woods or walking fields and it's still fun you know yeah you may shoot a fucking blackbird or something just because <laughs> i don't think you could say that <laughs> well it happened. You have casualties. Yeah. It was behind the pheasant. <laughs> they may have a seat. I, re- I remember they used to be able to shoot crows. Because I remember my grandpa telling me that you could shoot crows and then you, you cut the feet off and you'd take them to the courthouse and they would pay you because it was a nuisance. I'm talking way back, but. You would shoot the crow. Shooting crows like off farm fields and stuff. And cut take, the feet off. Collect the feet basically and then cash them in. Yeah. And what, what would they do with the feet? Well, they would just throw them away. But they're counting how many you shot so that you're getting paid for that many because they were such a nuisance back then. Yeah. Destroying fields, you know, uh, corn, soybean, going into the fields and pecking the shit out of stuff. and. So they were that much of it. I feel like you see, I mean, I feel like I don't see that many crows Not in the anymore, fields. Not anymore, yeah. Do you think well, it's, it's like pheasant. Bowling Green used to be this, like, pheasant mecca. People would come from all over the country to pheasant hunt here. Really? Have you ever seen a pheasant? Rare. There you go. Isn't that crazy? Well, they just hunted them off. Yeah. And now they're I I rarely see them. Every once in a while I'll see one in in White House running around. So I yeah. won't say I don't ever see them. I definitely see them every once in a while, but like the ones I'm talking about hunting are released. Those yeah. aren't. Do you ever see any wild Is it a, a guinea? A guinea hen? Yeah. That's not, yeah, that's a type of, that's a type of bird, yeah. I've seen, like, wild ones. Yeah, here. yeah, guinea hen, yeah, there's, oh yeah, there's other Bob, uh, Bob White quail, and there's, there's a bunch of other ones. Bob Ross quail? But, yeah, Bob Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Bob White quail? Bob White? Who's Bob White? I don't know, some famous guy, maybe, I don't know. I've never, I've never looked it up. I wonder what the backstory is on that. Yeah. Some guy's like, alright. Discovered the bird, maybe? I need you to name this quail, <laughs> give it a cool name. Yeah. Name it for me. Bob White. Bob White. No, well, I know you're Bob White, but what do you want to name your quail? <laughs> Bob White. Bob White. <laughs> hey, fuck it. That way they'd always be remembered. I guess so. <laughs> fuck. A bird is named after you. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, this was fun, man. Yeah, I'm, dude, I was so happy when you asked me to do this. I, it was yeah. kind of a pain to finally get over here. Oh, but. it's all good, man. I've been, I've been needing to put one out, and I wanted to have you on, and, um... I'm glad you were actually able to come over. Yeah, like I said, man, I walked in. It was like, guys, the first time. I feel like a professional athlete. Being on Brimstone Smoke, that last event, we didn't play the greatest, but still being there with all these big names like you guys are, you yeah. know? And and then uh, and then you asked me to do the podcast. And, yeah, this is awesome. 
This is awesome. I cannot wait to listen to it. And <laughs> I'm finally on this list in paintball history. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, I wouldn't call it paintball history. Oh, bro. What are you talking about? I'm Todd Brown, dude. <laughs> are TV. you kidding me? <laughs> T-Breezy. T-Breezy. That's, that's what uh, Rogi used to call me when I first started coming to Toledo Indoors, T-Breezy. Yeah. That was my first nickname. I don't know, man. Those those uh, JT goggles that you got from Danny Manning were pretty breezy. Dude, wouldn't let me get them. Yeah. He might have he might have them for you to wear at the next event. Yeah, I hope so. I'm I'm putting a set together now. I got the green, IZ bottoms, the all green bottoms, and then the red bandana frames. Since our jerseys are green and red, I have no strap and I have no lens. Yeah, I'm just I'm just all black. All black, bro. All black. I would love to buy some, but I can't just be blowing money like that. You know, with the events kind of coming up now. Spoken like a true paintball player. I'm just, hey, I just paid my entry fee. You know, that's a text to the wife. Because she does all the money, the PayPal and everything. So it's like, hey, can you send this much? Don't worry about this. Don't worry about this one. This is my entry for the event, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, so. No, but it's it's been great, man. We'll see about Chicago. How about that? Dude, we got to try. We'll make it work. For the rings, bro. For the rings. We'll figure it. (laughs) <laughs> well, Todd, thank you so much, man. I, I really appreciate it, and uh, I'm glad we actually got to sit down and, uh, and chit-chat. Hell yeah, man. No, I appreciate it. I, I appreciate everything you've done for me, Carl. It really... I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. I mean, seriously. You might not know that, but honestly, all the times back at Toledo Indoor, and then even like at the events, me watching you play, I may not, have not even talked to you at those events, but... No, really, I appreciate everything you've ever done. And and honestly, being on Smoke, like, that was kind of you, you know what I mean? I was with you that day. That's why we were down at, at Level Up. And that's when Danny Manning and them saw me play, and then it was like, hey, you should, you should come practice with us, you know? So, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for everything, dude. I mean, the universe kinda, works in crazy ways. Yeah, man. no, I really appreciate it. So yeah, no, this has been great, and I can't wait to listen. And oh yeah, man, I'm oh, glad. Yeah. I'm glad to call you a friend. Yeah, hell yeah. It took a long. It took a long time. I was always so nervous to talk to you because, like, once you left the indoor and we're playing for aftershock and shit, you were like my hero. You know, at that point, it wasn't effect anymore, and yeah. it's not like I ever hung out with you outside of paintball. So. Yeah, no, I'm I'm super happy to be friends with you now. And yeah. It's cool, man. It's this... cool to, to be able to share experiences like this with somebody and, and kind of have an understanding of of what it was like. Yeah, you know, for sure. And, and now our families, you know, yeah. the wives haven't met yet, but they talk all the time on social media. So we got to exactly. get... So now get even closer as, like, life moves on. Yeah. And this, you know, it's going to be cool. We're going to grow up together, Carl. No, We're going to do it together. <laughs> Oh, I appreciate it, man. And, uh, and yeah, it was a pleasure. Thanks, dude. Thank you again, Todd. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you so much for coming on here. And, uh, and well, not coming on here. You actually came to my house, and we did it face-to-face. So that was sweet. I haven't done an uh, in-person podcast in a while. And what better way? We had it in the, the studio, the basement studio. Sweet. Um... But it was cool, dude. It was it was so sweet, and it was great to hear your story. And it was uh, it's awesome to be playing with you now for uh, you know an on smoke and it's crazy. Yeah, it is uh, great times, man. So thank you and good luck, brother. All right, big thank you goes out to our sponsors as well. Um, number one, 
10bps.com. Make sure you head to the you head to the website. Listen and see how it works. Um, I am not the greatest as explaining a whole lot of things, but if you head to the website, there is hey how it works, about us, um, all kinds of information. You can also uh, email if you have any more of a specific question that you are trying to have answered. You can do it over there at 10bps.com. Also, a big thank you goes out to Melovio, M-E-L-L-O-V-E-O. Dot com. If you use the promo code capital TPOP, remember you'll get 15% off. Why not? What do you got to lose? Give her a go. It's great stuff, great company. Uh, and also to Charm City Paintball Head Game Guru Mike, Mr. Mr. Smooth Thompson. I don't know, Mike. I don't I don't have a nickname for you, but um The Charm Boy. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Charm City on Instagram and Facebook. Check out all of the stuff that they have currently. Um, He is doing all of his own dyes and can do custom work as well, but he is a busy, busy, busy man. So your best bet is probably to see uh, all the stuff he has posted and see if you like that. Otherwise, it might be a little bit of a wait. I'm not sure, but every time I talk to Mike, man, he is booked on just making headbands. They are directly made from him and he kills it. So, give him a shout if you uh, if you see anything on there that you like. Thank you to all of our sponsors. My goodness, thank you. Hang on, excuse me. Man, this apple cider is like erupting from me. Anyway, thank you to all of our sponsors. Thank you, Todd. Uh, thank you to all of you out there listening. It is. Uh, oh God, I'm still moving my hands all over the place. I'm punching the microphone. But. I'm moving my hands and my arms because I truly do appreciate everybody listening and um, and just putting your precious time in my hands uh, with whatever comes from the podcast or the guests or whatever. It's it's a pleasure to be, you guys to kind of, I've said that so much, um, to be able to do, uh, <laughs> allocate your time uh, with me. So thank you everybody so much. And please don't text and drive. Make sure you keep your eyes on the road. Listen to podcasts like this one. But we'll see you again here soon on the Playing On Podcast. Peace!